Michael McMullen, welcome once again to the World Snooker Tour podcast. And it's great to have with me this week one of the very few German players who's made it onto the circuit, Simon Lichtenberg. Simon, thanks very much for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me. <clears throat> when you started playing the game, obviously you're playing in a country where snooker was just starting to grow. So was it hard to find a place to play at first? Um, not really. I started playing because of my dad, because he's English, and um, he never had an opponent to play. So as I was eight, just about tall enough to just reach the table, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he took me just to one local pool pub kind of where they had one, one snooker table. And that's where I started playing for like a good year. And then actually my mum was looking for, is there like a real snooker club kind of where you can just like as a, we can have a membership and play in it, not just a pub kind of. So yeah, we did find one. And then I switched that after one year again. And it's to a second club, yeah. So what's the scene like in Berlin for clubs? Are there plenty of places to play generally? It's uh, a good question. Not really that many places, no. You've got like, I'd say, three to four clubs. There's a bit more being... There's one guy who's got another club and just opened a second one too. So there's a bit more coming in, but mm. it's still not a big scene. No. When you're in that situation, you're playing, as I say, in a country, in a city where snooker at that time was really just starting to take off. It can be difficult, I guess, to improve because obviously you're not going to have that many opponents of a high standard to play against. There might not be much in the way of coaching. So how did you manage to improve to the level where you were good enough to be a pro? I was actually very lucky to, like the second club I joined and I still play now is where I met my coach. He's like the club owner, kind of. And um, What's his name? Heiko Mutz, you probably won't know him, he's just in Berlin. And um, he's just kind of teached me all the technique I have and brought me to the level of standard player I have now. And I was really lucky and I'm very grateful for that, yeah. And did he teach you all about the business of winning matches, safety play, all the rest of it? More or less, more the technical side. I think the rest of it is kind of, I just learned by experience, like playing tournaments, German championships and European championships, of course, but... Like I say, like I saw my first two years on tour, it was really tough. And that's where you learn a lot because snooker in the UK is very different from snooker in, in, uh, in Germany. Yeah, yeah, we'll come to that in a moment. Yeah. But let's talk actually about your experiences of playing in amateur events because you yeah. had a lot of success at quite an early age. You won the German National Championship in 2016. Now, what's the standard like in a tournament like that? How hard is it to become German champion? Like, I'd say it's, it's not that easy. Like... The, the youth championships were, I'd say, is a bit was a bit easier. But the men's, like, you've got quite a f- quite a handful of players who are capable of making 50, 56, 70 breaks on a regular basis, and um, it's like quite a short format too. But it's actually a really nice occasion, the German championships, because it's together with Pool and Karam. So mm. they have, like, in a big city, uh, in a smaller city in in the middle of Germany, they have a very big venue kind of where they've got four snooker tables loads of pool tables and it's like a whole week of just all billiard sports. a festival really it's kind of a small festival and mm. actually quite a nice occasion because you've got got people watching and there's a lot about and all the players are there at one place so it's a nice occasion to win it definitely and uh i it was it, for me in that time i really enjoyed that win and it was good for me to I- to to keep on going it gives you confidence too if you, if you win an event like that yeah yeah and great to win in your own country yeah. then the challenge is to go and prove it against exactly. players from other countries but you did that as well because you won the European under 21 championship just yeah. a couple of years later I imagine that was quite a step up in class as well from what you were used to playing in your own country uh, definitely but I think what helped me a lot with that was also the under 21 world championship I played I think the year before in China 
And um, that was a good experience because I went to China alone as the only German player playing in that event. And um, it helped me a lot because I played a, beat a few young Chinese players, which are actually on tour now too. And for me, that was a big step and showed me, okay, I can compete on, on the level of, of, because I think I reached the quarterfinals, lost to, lost to the potential winner then. And um, yeah, so, so that gave me confidence to keep on going. And um, then I won the Europeans after, yeah. That's got you onto the circuit. You had a couple of notable victories in your first couple of years. You beat Ken Doherty. You beat Ryan Day, actually, was a particularly impressive result. Overall, though, did you find it was very, very hard to keep going when you were getting knocked out in tournaments early on a lot? And that must be a bit of a hit to the morale. Yeah, definitely. A, a, a big hit to the morale. Because I, I started the, my, my first season, I, I think I'd, the second match I played was Ken and I actually beat him. I was like, OK, this is going well. And then I had a long spell of not winning another match, I think. And um, yeah, I beat Ryan, I think, the season after, actually in Wales. That mm, was a very yeah. big win for on me. On his home ground. Yeah, yeah on his home ground. It was good for my confidence too. But all in all, like the first two years, I lost a lot of matches. I lost a lot of close matches. And um, especially the second season was really hard because if you haven't won any, ma- well, not won many matches in the first year, you know, okay, it's really tough to now stay on. So you kind of, you're under pressure from yes, the start of so the much pressure season. And, yeah. and, you, and you put yourself under pressure. You want to win. You want to win matches. And if you don't win a lot, a lot of matches at the beginning, it puts a lot of pleasure, pressure on you. And so after qualifying again, it was really nice to have a clean slate. You know, you can start again from zero. And that was really good not to have a year where you kind of on a two-year card where you've got the first year where you don't win a lot of matches. That's, that's tough to then even try and keep on going the second year, yeah. Just going back to that win over Doherty, that's exactly the sort of match that a new player doesn't want to have because Ken is so experienced, he's got all the tactical knowledge in the world and it's just cannon fodder really putting in a first season professional against him. So really impressive achievement to beat him. Was it a case that you had to match him in the tactical department? A bit, yes. I think maybe it was good that it was at the start of the season because maybe he came off like a summer break kind of, you know, because I was like practicing a lot. I was like really looking forward to like my first season as a professional, of course. So I was practicing, practicing very hard. Um, I remember it wasn't the best standard we played both. It was a bit like a bit scrappy here and there, but probably like the way he's playing this season, I think or the last season he played really, really well. So maybe he was just just off the summer break, didn't practice that much, maybe and wasn't on on point that day, but. In the end, it was a really good victory for me, yeah. So, as you mentioned there, you managed to get back on straight away. You went to the Q School. Now, again, that is so hard, the Q School, isn't it? Because you have to win a lot of matches, and everyone is so hungry yeah. for success. Everyone's there with one goal in mind. They want to be on the tour the following season. So, in a sense, that was perhaps your best achievement up to that point, getting back on through the Q School. Actually, yeah, especially that Q School, because it was in, in the uh, COVID pandemic, um, we played so many matches a day. Like I think we played the whole Q school in six or six or seven days. So I think that final day where I then qualified, I think I had four matches. I started at eleven in the morning and I was finished at just before three o'clock at night. So that was one of the probably the toughest match day I ever had in my life because it was and the pressure with it building up with every match. But yeah, I was really happy how I handled that. I played well the whole day. I think also back to my fitness, maybe that helped me there, that I'm, I go running and stuff and, and try to be to be fit and that you can play four matches a day because that's what, not what we normally have on the circuit. What so sort of level of running do you do? Would you be up marathon level or anywhere uh, near no, that? No, no, just, just regularly, 
like 10Ks I do regularly, but I want to wanna start going a bit longer distance now. Would you set your sights on doing a marathon someday? Yeah, definitely, yeah. That's something to focus on then. <laughs> and in the meantime, you've got, as you say, a clean slate from the start of last season, and it was pretty good, actually. You won a lot of your first-round matches, and some of the players you beat, you beat Jamie Wilson, you beat Anthony Hamilton. Perhaps best of all, you beat Scott Donaldson in the UK Championship, best of 11, obviously. That was really good. In the Pro Series... At one stage, you won five matches in a row. Now, they're all best of threes, but it's all still wins. So the word, I guess, to sum up last season for you, Simon, was progress. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. You have that clean slate, like, off my back, kind of. I could just play a lot more freely. I had a lot more confidence, a lot more experience. Because I know from the practice table that I can compete with those guys and beat guys like Scott Donaldson and stuff, even in a best of 11. So that was, of course, probably the best achievement of that season. But... Um, yeah, I know. I know I can do it. It was just just doing it in the match, you know. And um, yeah, also the VST Pro Series. I enjoyed that. That was a good day of snooker for me. As, a lot, again, many matches on one day. I don't mind that really. I'm, I'm fine with playing a lot of snooker. And um, definitely progress. And I hope I can keep on jumping on that train and keep on going. So when the season was over, you were looking back and thinking, "Yeah, I'm happy with that." Yes, I, w- I was happy with some results I had, but I still think it could have been a lot better even because I still lost a few matches very close and um, also the VST Pro Series I think it was I was at the same amount of matches won as Mark Davis but I think he had one frame more or something so I could have even progressed there that was a bit of a shame for me when you start losing a lot of close matches like that it starts to get in your head a bit doesn't it and every time you find yourself in a close finish it's hard to raise the memories of the ones you've already lost in recent tournaments definitely definitely as nice as a like a win is uh, a tight loss is really tough too to take. Yeah. Are you someone who takes defeat very hard? No, I don't. I actually, I'm quite fine. Then I, I'm, I've got family and friends who are there for me and stuff, so so I'm fine with that. But in that moment where you've lost like mm. a, a tight match, it can really, really hurt. Yeah. Mm. You need a few <laughs> minutes on your own before yeah, you probably, go and yeah. speak to anyone. So you're <laughs> yeah, not the only right. German on the circuit. Lucas Kleckers is on as well, and he's done great things already this season. Been in the last 16 of the British Open, and he beat Yan Bing Tao on the way. When you look at something like that now, does that inspire you and think I want to do things like that? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, it's a great achievement what he did there, but I know um, if he can do it, I can do it too. So, but I knew that before, of course, that I, I'm capable of doing it. But just just got to do it now, yeah. So, do the two of you spend much time together on the circuit as the two Germans? Um, not that much because, like. He, he like in Germany we don't live close. Mm. It would, it's quite a journey between. He us. lives in Essen. In Essen, yeah, correct? and I like yeah. in Berlin, so it's, it's it's quite 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 long long drive. So, but in the UK I practiced more with Alexander Orsenbacher. So okay, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> from Switzerland, from of Switzerland, course. Yeah. And where would that be that you'd be doing the practice sessions with him? I did actually during COVID I was in in Dunstable quite a lot. Oh yeah, and I lived there with Alex together in a flat for a few months, and um, so we practiced there a lot. So oh, you lived really together. Good. We lived together there. Yeah, During, yeah. Because of the Corona pandemic, you you couldn't you couldn't travel back and forth all the time. Yeah. So, kind of stayed in the UK quite a long time there. And um, yeah. And how was that? You, two of you presumably became quite close friends then, as yeah, a result definitely, of that experience. Definitely. Yeah, and uh, it was good for the friendship and also for for my, the games we had. We we both had good results after yeah he's a really talented player himself isn't he and we always talk about how great it would be to see someone coming through from germany but equally so to have a a swiss star and he's had uh, some very good results already over the years has he given you any advice about how to deal with life on the circuit him having that bit more experience definitely for me it was really good like spending time with him spending time with him on the circuit 
being around tournaments with him too it's, it's really good you've got someone to go to, to get food and stuff all all of it it just makes it a bit easier to to get used to the circus so yeah it's really good now you live in what's certainly one of my favorite cities <laughs> berlin really great place and it's unusual in a sense in a very good way compared to other big capital cities i find it really relaxed it's not overcrowded by any means would that be fair to say yeah i'd say so because it's kind of it's a quite a big city it's widespread so you don't have like one city center where all the tourists are kind of it's a bit more spread out in, in berlin so we've got quite a few little centers and stuff so yeah i love the city and it's probably one of the reasons why i'm not moving to the uk mm. because i'm just so happy to be in berlin to live there so i can't really can't move away <laughs> and i'd say it was a very good city to grow up in as well definitely yeah it's just got everything you need <laughs> one shot one moment can be the difference Between victory and failure, ecstasy and despair. To be a champion is to be ready when that moment comes. Thanks very much, Neil Robertson. Your champion, Neil Robertson. Kazoo UK Championship Snooker at the York Barbican starts from the 23rd of November. Book now at wst.tv forward slash tickets. Now, we know snooker's become very popular in Germany. We have what's become, I think, one of the most popular events on the circuit as mm -hmm. well, the German Masters, although obviously it couldn't be played in Berlin last season. But we'll be back there soon. One thing that is noticeable, though, is that we're not perhaps seeing participation rates in Germany go up at the same rate as interest in the game. Now, why do you think that is, and what could possibly be done to turn that interest into more people actually playing snooker in Germany? Yeah, it's a good question. The problem is kind of maybe that, like, we don't have that many coaches. It's like, it's, it's hard to get into the game and get good, I'd say. Because if I look now, there are not many young players. Like, we've got the youth championships coming up, and it's not even a full field, I think, of players. What we actually did have, you, we used to have. So maybe it would be really good if, like, a German player, Lucas or me, could, like, progress in a tournament, really, like, win something or, or reach television stages on a regular basis so so people watch it even more people watch it see young players and then players see us and, and start to play because a lot of old people watch snooker in, in mm -hmm. germany but you need like the young players to start and pick up a cue too but i don't know it's, it's i think there's a similar problem in other countries too i think mm -hmm. but i'm not quite sure how to motivate young 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 people to to pick up a cue and go in a club and join a club and <clears throat> yeah as we said, you have one of the most popular events on the circuit there mm. and one of the best venues. Some yeah. people, I think, would probably regard the Tempodrome as the best venue on the circuit. Is it somewhere you've been to watch much growing up? Yeah, I've been there to watch growing up and um, it's one of my dreams to play there one time because for me it would be even more special because it's my hometown. I know all of my friends, all my family, everyone could would come and watch, so I would really, really want to play there. Playing in Germany always was... Like, the crowd is... Just, it's, it's on your side and it's a very it's a very nice feeling we you don't normally have that often so yeah i'm really looking forward to that it's because i've played in, in firth before and um there were so many people just watching my match then and it's i really enjoy the occasions where i play in front of a big crowd so or on tv tables and i really like that so i'm really looking forward to to playing in germany hopefully yeah if i gave you a choice then you can play at either the tempodrome or the crucible which do you choose? 
that's a very very tough one (laughs) probably had to go to the crucible because it's just the world championships and um, like all eyes everybody would watch that game like all around the world so that would be even more special I think but yeah the German master is just right behind that because that would be like personally even even more emotional probably yeah <laughs> well in time i'm sure you'll play both of them on many occasions we talked about snooker becoming more popular in germany in recent years but there's actually quite a long q sports tradition because pool is a sport in which germany's had a lot of success joshua filler who's won the us open he's been world champion as well ralph suke obviously yep. going way back torsten Holman as well and yep. one or two others oliver ortman is another player from germany is that something you have been part of did you play much pool growing up uh, no, actually not, because I, st- I actually one of the few players in Germany who started directly was playing snooker. Not st- because quite a few players I think started pool and then ah, oh, there's a snooker table in the club. Oh, let's try snooker and then started playing snooker. But I actually started playing snooker from right from the beginning. So I have played a bit of pool and mm. I even played a bit of league pool in Berlin, but just just for fun. Yeah, we've seen Judd have a go at the U.S. Yeah. Open recently. Would you? consider doing that at some stage maybe getting back into a bit of pool and maybe trying to enter some of the pro events just on the side yeah just why not if, if there's time I'd, I'd i'd be happy to yeah it's good fun well we're gonna have a bit of fun of a different sort now this is All what right. i call the quick fire round right. where i just throw a few subjects at you okay and you say whatever comes into your head it could be one word a few words All a right. full sentence whatever you like snooker heroes growing up ronnie o'sullivan john higgins best thing about living in berlin for me, my friends and family. <clears throat> Your favourite German sports stars? Ooh, um, I don't watch that much sport, but I'd probably go with... Oh, that's a good question. Ah. I'm not... Ah, I don't really watch that much sport apart from snooker. There are not that many sports stars in <laughs> snooker, so... The best anyone has ever played against you? Barry Hawkins. Oh, yeah. Tell me about that. I played him twice, and the first time... It was, I think, my first season or second season, I'm not sure. And it was my first whitewash where I just came back from the match and thought, okay, I didn't do anything wrong. You you just outplayed me, outplayed me completely. I was like, I didn't do anything wrong. It was just, I just sat there and he was scoring. So that was unbelievable. Yeah, Barry can do that <laughs> still, to anyone. I still remember day. that yeah. very well. And finally, the biggest challenge about life on tour. <sighs> learning, learning kind of to, to close close up matches to win matches like I've been at the stage where I could have won a few more like a lot of matches and I then lose them just because you just you just need to learn how it is to just close the match don't let the pressure get to you and just just win get over the line getting over the line is 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 very tough especially at the beginning of the for your career I think yeah okay moving on then you said there that you don't particularly follow other sports are there any things outside of snooker that you take an interest in or does the game take up all your time no 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 i try to do a lot uh, next to snooker i love that's why i love being in berlin just because going out with friends and stuff at the weekends all yeah. the time i like doing other sports like volleyball beach volleyball uh, i played badminton quite a few years i really enjoy that i go running um i'm interested in going with the dog my parents have a dog I sometimes right. if I visit them I like spending time with him and what sort of a dog have you got it's a smaller small terrier terrier dog and um, yeah I've got a new new flat since April with a very good friend of mine whom I know her for I know her since she's born and it's really nice to have like living together with a really good friend of yours yeah, so we yeah. spend a lot of time and um, I just really enjoy life in Berlin at the moment so 
Were you yeah. living at home with your parents until then? No, I lived together with my girlfriend in Berlin for the last three and a half years, but we split up at the beginning of the year, so... Yeah. Oh, sorry to hear that. <coughs> no worries. <laughs> How did you cope with the whole COVID situation? Not just as a snooker player, but as a young person, it, it put a lot of restrictions on people's lives, didn't it? Definitely. For me, it was very tough, especially because, like, the snooker was all right, but, like, the travelling was if we... If I was coming back to Berlin, I had to go into quarantine every time. It's one of the reasons I stayed in the UK mm. for quite a lot, and um, which wasn't which was nice, but it's also was really tough. Also mentally, I think being uh, like away from home that long, being kind of alone-ish in a country which is not your home. So it wasn't wasn't that nice, and I'm really happy that like through this all vaccination stuff that you can like go and visit all your friends you can go out you can go into just just the life's back to normal now a bit more and hopefully uh, it's going to stay that i hope that's going to stay like that and um for me that's really good because i kind of need the social aspect in my life yeah could you ever see yourself if you decided that it was what you really needed to take the next step in your career could you imagine that you would ever move to the uk full-time not at the moment like I know it's tough and I'd, for my game it might be even better but in the end you've got one life and um, I want to do what makes me happy. And and it's not all about snooker. And and it's it not all be. about snooker. Snooker is one of the priorities but for me there's more than just snooker. Snooker's not, doesn't, only snooker doesn't make me completely happy so I need time, time at home. And yeah. that's the thing, if you were living in the UK, yes, you might have more practice opportunities, it would be yeah. easier to travel, but you might not be happy in yourself, so it might not even be good for your game anyway all round, because if you're not happy, you're not yes, going to play well, too. I guess. Exactly. It's clear from talking to you, you're a very well-educated guy, and you actually did go to college for a while, didn't you? I did, yeah. Just after, after school, I played, uh, after my A-levels, I practiced snooker for a good half a year, full-time, or nearly a year, well, and then I went to Q school, didn't quite make it. And I thought, okay, you've got to do something. I don't want to wait for Q school another whole year just practicing. And if you don't make it, then that's kind of another year gone. So I thought, okay, I'll start studying. And I did that, like half time. Also played snooker a lot. And um, it was the right choice because I didn't focus only on snooker. My mind was on other things too. And um, then I went to the European Championships. Didn't have that many expectations. I just thought, okay, I practiced hard. I'm, I'm, of course, I'm here to win it, but I'm just going to play match for match. And in the end, it worked out, and I played probably one of the best tournaments. And you studied economics? Yes, correct. Yeah. And <coughs> why did you choose that subject? Was it something that had always interested you? Mm, not really. I, was, I wasn't sure what to do. I needed something. I wanted to do something. So I, I looked at a few, few things, and I thought, okay, I'm good at math. And I just thought, yeah, it's, it's a good opportunity in the time we live in now. But it was quite quite a bit bit boring I think and then I won the European uh, Championships and I was like yeah okay perfect and um, off to the snooker tour now <laughs> yeah 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 you've done all yeah. that now it's time to focus on this so what about the next few years then now as we said you did show signs of progress last season real progress so if I was to say in five years time where you might see yourself in the game what would you think I hope to be of course top 16 would be my, my dream but um, now this season is all about staying on tour because mm. I don't want to go back to Q school because Q school is, yeah, very very tough, and um, so I think if we can stay on and keep on progressing, then it's just 
the way to go is to climb up the rankings, yeah. And if you were to go down that road and become a top 16 player within five years, do you feel, because it certainly seems this way from talking to you, that you feel you have the game already, it's just that you need to find a way of turning that into wins, and you talked earlier about how to close out matches. So perhaps your actual standard doesn't need to improve all that much. Maybe it's more just about getting the results. Yes, I think also that my safety game stuff has to improve a bit more. But I think that's stuff that might improve by experience. So I think I still need more experience like to win, to, to go deep in a lot of tournaments. But what I can play in practice and how, how well I can play in practice, I know I can beat anyone in, in my opinion. So so do you feel we haven't seen the best of you yet in that no, sense, that your Definitely practice not. game Definitely. hasn't made it into the arena? No, not yet. No, yeah. And what can you do about that? What can you do, Simon, to start showing your true self when it comes to tournament action? I think it's just playing more and more tournaments because I can see that the last few tournaments I've, I've been playing, I know my, my game is, I'm, I'm feeling more confident and more more true just to the game playing with every match. Every match I play, I feel more like this is where I belong and stuff. So I just need more. I think the time, time will just tell and I think I need a bit more time just to make sure to even feel even more happy and loose in the game. And then I think I can I can really... Really progress even more, yeah. And you're still early 20s, so whatever happens yeah. this season or the next few years, you're really just at the very, very beginning of things, aren't you? You have a long time to achieve these ambitions you've spoken about. Definitely, yeah. Just hope that we will have a bit more tournaments because because of COVID, like a few tournaments have like fallen fallen away, and um, it's a bit of a shame, I think. Like we had now, we had just a few qualifiers, and if you don't qualify to all of them, then there's like quite a long break in between again. So I hope that we're going to have more events soon. And um, with COVID gone, hopefully that the calendar will be a bit fuller again, yeah. Well, we would certainly love to see at least one and maybe more German players coming through to the very highest reaches of the game. And someone as well-spoken as you would be a fantastic ambassador for Germany and for snooker. So we wish you all the best, Simon, for the future. And thanks so much for joining us on the World Snooker Tour podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Now, next week brings the start of the UK Championship in York, so I'll be talking to the defending champion Neil Robertson about a career which has seen him become the most successful non-British player the game has ever seen and the first Australian to win the World Championship. When I won the semi-final, my mum had left a voicemail saying that she'd just left Singapore. So that kind of really added a lot of pressure. For one, it was like incredibly emotional seeing my mum for the first time in uh, sort of like about 10 months. And then she was there on the, fi- on the day of the final. So I was like really thinking like, you know, I just don't want to kind of like let her down, you know, which kind of really w- was difficult to deal with from an emotional point of view because uh, as soon as I won the semi-final, I was extremely confident no matter who I was playing in the final I was, that I was going to win. So that and much more will be coming up next time on the World Snooker Tour podcast. Until then, thanks so much for listening. And goodbye.